Hey everyone, welcome back to Love Essie, the podcast. This is episode 51. Um, so I want to start off this week talking about the Holiday Fairies gift drive that is being put on by Andrea Martucci, who is the host of Shelf Love the podcast, which is uh, an amazing podcast that you must go listen to. Um, and it is so basically, there are um, a bunch of people who have submitted Amazon wish lists, and you can go and just like click on a wish list and purchase any item on there for that person. Um, and some people are asking for books, some people are asking for gifts, I'm assuming for their children, some people are asking for things like cat food, you know, like. It's been a very difficult year for a lot of people. And so if you are in a position where you can, you know, purchase one item off a wish list, there is a plethora. I think last I checked, I think there were 64 wish lists. Now, if you are listening and you're like, Esther, I don't live in the US. If you happen to live in the UK or Canada, there are a few wish lists from both the UK and from Canada. So you i would say check those wish lists out first um but there are just so many opportunities um and i feel she mentions uh in her most recent episode uh episode 72 which you know she talks about feelings and i literally like it gave me the feels she talks about you know mentions it sort of like it think of it as mutual aid right like this is you directly helping someone um, by purchasing something, um, whether it's you purchase a book so that they then can purchase food for themselves, but also have access to a book. Because here's the thing, like, a part, you know, not all of us are, have, you know, amazing library systems at our disposal. I'm really lucky. I get to live in New York City and I've got New York Public Library, Brooklyn Public Library, and Queens Public Library. Um, that I'm able to like access at least digitally, but not everyone has that option. There are people who live in places where their libraries are like non-existent or, you know, you know, you've read all the romance novels that they have. So, and then there, like I said, there are people asking for things for their pets, things for, you know, so you can just go, like I said, there last I checked, there were 64 wish lists. You can go through all of them, some of them. What was really cool, um, they meant, she mentions, or it's written on the site. Um, if you're you're like, oh shit, it's sixty four and I I feel overwhelmed. Well, you can pick your birth month, right? And then look at the wish list um, assigned to that birth month, and then pick a wish list out of those. Um, and then if you're earlier in the month, you could pick you know the the number the, the smaller numbers. And if you're later in the month, you can pick the bigger numbers. You know, so like I'm a December baby. My birthday's coming up, y'all. Um, so I definitely looked at the the wish list um uh, numbers associated with December. So that could be a way for you to narrow it down. Um, I believe you can also reach out to Andrea Martucci if you want to um help sponsor um the wish list by including it in your newsletter or including it in your um social media posts um so I'm, the link is going to be in the show notes but i'm also going to say it out loud because it's actually one of the easiest links i've seen in a long time it's bit.ly forward slash romancelandia and that is b-i-t dot l-y forward slash romancelandia 
So it's pretty easy, but again, it's going to be in the show notes. And I, I think it's such an awesome and cool idea. I mean, I also love that you do this and, you know, it gets delivered to the person. You don't have to, you know, it's not um, difficult to do. I feel like it is pretty easy to do. So this is something that you've just been like, I wanted to do something like this, but I didn't know where to start. Andrea Martucci has you all set up for that. Um, and then also that episode, right? Um, it was, it's such a delight, like such a good episode in that the way she talks about, you know, um, she, it's literally titled, I just have a lot of feelings. Like that is the title of episode of that episode. And she talks about her feelings and romance novels and what that means because something that she said was you know when we are looking at when we're reading romance novels right um they are human stories right even when their stories are about aliens or about paranormal creatures like werewolves and vampires and honey badger shifters and um aliens with you know dicks with barbs and regardless of the the worlds in which these stories take place whether it's a our contemporary world the you know in the past in the far off future in the current day etc etc these are stories about humans these are human stories and that they're stories about relationships about love but about feelings right because not all books just focus on the love story of these two characters there is more to each character than just falling in love with the other right um and not last week's episode but the episode before that was i spoke about how to catch a queen and by Lisa cole and i wasn't a huge fan of the book but something that i think Alyssa did brilliantly is really show us right what it is like for um shanti to be so determined and focused on her goal and what that means both when she achieves it and then when she achieves it but realizes it's not exactly what she expected right because her goal is to be queen which she becomes and then of course the book would it just doesn't just end there we see what that actually looks like but the good the bad the kind of ugly and so in romance novels um as andrea points out we are seeing um how emotions all of them not just love but you know um anger disappointment um happiness contentment um despair pride envy how feelings are being played out and how you can model both in negative and in 
positive ways right we get to see characters who are act reacting to emotion in negative ways that are only hurting themselves and others we also get to see characters who are working through their emotions to get to better to healthier places um to have you know coping mechanisms that aren't harmful that aren't um painful brutal and so we see all of that in romance um and we can by reading these books learn of new ways to handle emotion but also learn how to categorize it because i think that it's hard sometimes to be able to look at emotions at the emotions that you're feeling and figure out what it is you're feeling especially if you haven't ever seen it vocalized or broken down um and so by continuing by reading romance and seeing characters that are having those moments where they're realizing you know that the reason why this is happening is because of this feeling the reason why they're reacting in such a way is because of that other emotion you can then as a reader see within yourself oh wait i do that too so is it because i too feel that fear or i too am angry in this moment or i too am you know reacting to you know the anxiety of you know all of this so we can see different models of i guess emotional behavior both good ones and bad ones right um often maybe not often but i feel like we read about characters especially when we read about closed off characters characters that keep all their emotions tightly tightly bottled up pushed down deep into a dark dark hole we know as a reader that there is going to come a moment in the book where they're going to have to you know fish that bottle out of that hole open it up and deal with it and so in seeing the re in seeing the character go through that as a reader you can then be like oh Maybe I too need to go into my deep dark hole where I too have stored a bottle of emotions, pull them out, and, and, and deal with them. I mean, sometimes you just, you know, laugh at that thought and then keep reading romance novels and don't deal with it. But sometimes you're like, you know what? I should look at this. I should consider this and see what it means and so her mentioning you know that you know in reading romance it can it definitely helps with you know dealing with feelings in your own life and that sometimes romance is what helps you having read romance is what helps you understand you know the feelings that you're having I was like oh like it is I think a really I mean all literally all of her episodes are really good and you might be like Esther there are so many I know there are but I wouldn't tell you to listen to them if they were bad like 
I'm telling you to listen to them because they are so good. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed and appreciated this episode because she often mentions things that I'm like, oh, like I literally want to like be like, she's verbalized something that I, you know, imagine, not imagine, something that I felt but didn't, you know, know how to put together into a string of words and, you know, makes sense and isn't just like, hey, you know, like weird sounds that you're looking at me like, what in the world is happening over here? Um, And so I really, really enjoyed the episode. Also, the um, Holiday Fairies gift drive is on and I think it's really exciting. All right, I'm going to pause here because yes and i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna talk about two novellas um so yeah let me pause here and they'll be right back okay okay all right i'm back and the two novellas i'm going to talk to you about are actually nalini singh novellas because hey guys so sorry in case you didn't know i'm a stan and um i love talking about her and you might be like so you're not talking about archangel's son that's coming up but i still wanted to give people a bit of time to read it because it hasn't been a month yet um and whatever it's coming i swear um, and I also want to reread it, I think, two more times because I read it um, in a at a ridiculous speed. Like I it downloaded at it was on my device Tuesday, November 24th um, at literally like 1202. And I would I did the dumb thing where I was like, I'm going to read one or two chapters and then go to sleep. Of course, I read like eight chapters and was like, oh, dear God. I have to work in a few hours, passed out, woke up, worked, then finished work, and then finished the book that night. So like I said, read it way too fast. So I want to go back and reread it a bit more and then be all like, all right, friends, let me talk about it. But anyway, the two Nalini novellas I want to talk to you about are actually in her other world. Um wow i was like what is that called paranormal they uh in the side changeling world and they're actually from two different um novella collections um you're probably like really girl yes friends um so i want to talk about partners in persuasion which can be found in the wild embrace collection and then declaration of courtship which can be found in the wild invitation collection so there's two novella collections in the side changeling um series that you can get all, all four um novellas in it are from side changeling and uh there's wild embrace and wild invitation now the reason why i pick these two specifically is because we get to see the dominant uh predator changeling relationship with a submissive predator changeling in two from two perspectives right and um partners in persuasion uh the male character is the submissive predatory changeling and the female character is the dominant predatory changeling in declaration of courtship the male character is the dominant predatory changeling and the female is the submissive 
predatory changeling. You're probably like, oh my god. Yes. So I love that she includes these um, novellas, uh, that she gave, wrote them, gave them, it, because I feel like you get um, so much more insight into the world, um, the side changeling world. Um, one of the things that I think I've noticed, the novellas don't feel like, they don't feel incomplete. These are characters who I don't know if a whole book would, I, because we have their novellas, I don't feel like I'm missing something because they didn't get an entire book. Because these are characters who we've seen glimpses of as we've read the books and we wanted their parts of their story, but I feel like the novella does it justice. Um, doesn't mean that I wouldn't be fine with additional, you know, I'm always fine with anything she writes, like literally. Um, I've said it before, grocery list, ma'am. She could write a grocery list. She did make, um, she included in her newsletter a while back, um, a grocery list. The, the like, Judd and Brenna had a grocery list for movie night. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I was like, I know I sound foolish, but whatever. Um, so in Declaration of Courtship, right? We've got Cooper and Grace. Cooper is a dominant, Grace is a submissive. And that pairing, a dominant male and a submissive female, um, I don't think she's ever done. They are probably the largest extreme that we've seen in this series. Uh, Cooper is a lieutenant, right? He is, you know, right up there. Um, he's just no... The, they're both snow dancer wolves and he's a lieutenant and that's like basically you're right underneath the alpha right you're right underneath hawk and grace is such a submissive like the complete opposite spectrum so there's this massive sort of dominance gap but the concept of male dominant with submissive uh, with submit or with female submissive is seen as acceptable in this world, right? And everyone knows that it can work. There is more work that needs to take place because these are characters who aren't human. They are changeling. They have to contend with their animal selves and their animal self or half has to fit, you know, learn to trust that the more dominant, you know, partner will not just turn on them and rip their jugular out or rip open their carotid, you know. So that is, you know, something that when you're reading the series, you sort of seen and you understand. Um, the first time that we start to see that, oh, things could go the other way. Um, Tangle of Need, which is uh, Audria and Riaz. Now, Audria and Riaz are not that right? But Audrey's previous relationship is one where she was more dominant than her male partner. And that didn't work out, obviously, because if it had, she wouldn't be with Riaz. So in Partners in Persuasion, Felix and Desiree, right? Desiree is a 
dark river soldier so not only is she a dominant but she's a leopard and felix is a submissive um from the snow dancer now he is the horticultural expert for the pack right so it's not like it's not like submissives are just like oh we're submissive and no they're just their wolf you know or their animal dominance within the pack hierarchy falls along a spectrum of more dominant or you know to to more submissive and he is obviously on the submissive side so when i remember when i first started reading um partners of persuasion i was kind of like oh i think i read this before i got did i read this before i got to tangled with need i i don't remember which comes first um my gut says I did read it before Tangled of Need or Tangled Tangled of Need or just Tangled Need hmm I don't recall now oh no it is Tangled of Need I was like am I saying it wrong okay Tangled of Need came out in 2012 what is this other one called Wild Embrace I'm pretty sure Wild Embrace came out after so maybe i did read this after yeah 2016 okay (laughs) four years later um so oh so now okay sorry guys i was like wait as i took it out to me to myself um so i i've obviously at this point read tangles of need tangle of need so in that book obviously the the difference in dominance doesn't work out for Audria and her previous partner but when I started reading right Felix and Desiree I was like oh but I really want this to work out between them and I wasn't sure how that was going to work because again he's a wolf she's a leopard so already you've got you know there's going to be differences there but we've already seen a wolf leopard pairing right because Mercy and Riley but Mercy and Riley were you know equal dominance if maybe Riley slightly more dominant so this is very different but it is such a well like Felix is a character who knows who he is and who knows what he wants um Desiree also knows who she is so what's interesting is these two characters aren't necessarily you know unsure of who they are while you know dealing with falling in love they know exactly who they are and they are in stages of their lives where they know that what they want is a committed relationship they are not interested in a casual sort of we'll see where this goes they both are like i want something that's committed that leads to hearth home children you know the whole you know nine yards 10 yards 22 yards um so the conflict obviously isn't like oh i didn't know what i wanted and then you know you came along no they both know what they want but they're struggling because they think that they can't be what the other person needs because of the way their dominance is set up, right? When it starts, they have moments where clearly, because the the way this plays out in this world is that a more dominant chain, you know, a more dominant um, changeling can make a weak, you know, more submissive 
changeling um do things due to dominance not because they want to so you can command someone and force them to do something by you know using your dominance as opposed to them wanting to you know so she you know it's like oh like you can't go for the throw even though obviously like you would want to like nuzzle because it's like they see that a more submissive um individual is going to see that as an immediate you know danger and do whatever you know be like oh my god I'm you know I'm gonna lay here so you think that um I'm not a threat to you and so they have to navigate that and at first they both think that they're natures are so far apart that they won't be able to get past that and neither one of them wants to change the other but doesn't see necessarily a way forward and so what my I remember I think the first time I read it I kept thinking of how like when you meet someone and you are sure of yourself and they are sure of themselves but things aren't working you might be thinking, okay, maybe it just isn't meant to be. Maybe it's not our time. Maybe it's just never going to be for us. Like, there's just something that, you know, um, isn't going to happen here. Um, and I like that that's what it was. It wasn't that, oh, Felix fell for her. And Desiree was like, oh, girl, like, what? Like, no. But then once Felix was like, oh, my God, she doesn't want me. It was like, wait, no, I do want him. Uh, No, it was very much like we want to do this, but we don't think it's going to work. And then it's like, well, let us. Damn it. We want to try. And then in the trying, realizing like, no, wait, this we can make this work. Obviously, there's going to be compromise. But that has to be the case for all relationships. And so seeing that, I was like, oh, yes, I love this. I liked seeing that because I think it can be easy to assume, oh, well, submissive means weak. And it doesn't at all. Um, And I liked that Felix is very much like, I want home, family, kids. And that's not like weird that's not considered strange. Um, it's just like, yeah, that's what he wants. And that's totally, perfectly normal. Um, I would love to see, you know, contemporaries. I know it's a completely different genre, but I would love to see more contemporaries. And if you know of any, please, like, let me know. Where character or the male character is like, I know that I want a committed relationship. And that's what I'm looking for. Not men who are like, oh my God, (laughs) oh my God, feelings. Oh my God, what do I do? Oh my God, no. Oh my God, ew. Oh my God, she wants commitment. Gross. He wants commitment. Nasty. They want commitment. I can't do it. Like more like I want to find someone who wants commitment with me. And if that's not what you're looking for, thank you so much. But I'm not the one for you. Like, that's more of what I want to see. Now, in Declaration of Courtship, right, with Cooper and Grace, um, Cooper does have, I feel like, you know, significant... I mean, I was going to be like, he has more trauma. There's different kinds of, you know, issues, right? 
Felix had had a really shitty relationship, which left him sour on the idea of ever being with anyone more dominant than him, which is obviously terrible. Cooper, it's a little bit different. He's lost his parents. It's really sad. And how he deals with that, you know, which I thought was really interesting because it's this in Cooper, we see like what happens when you're an adult and you think that's something that happened when you were a teenager, you dealt with, you know, it happened and whatever, you're now older and then something, your circumstances change and all of a sudden what you thought you had dealt with is back being like, oh girl, did you though? Did you deal with me? Because I don't think you did because I'm here. I'm here causing you nightmares. How does that feel? You're just like, how? How? I thought we... (laughs) Why? Why are you back to torture me? And the feelings are like, because you never dealt with me. You just shoved me in the hole. And now I've crawled out of the hole. (laughs) Like a monster villain. Um, And so this, their story is seems like a lot more like I feel like in some ways a little bit more typical right the man is like the more dominant one and the female but Grace is also um not a shy submissive she's a submissive but that doesn't mean she's shy I think that I think what I also liked is these two novellas also made it clear that just because characters have different levels of dominance you know, based on the hierarchy of their pack, whether they are wolf, whether they are leopard, it doesn't immediately correlate to personality. Felix is shy and submissive. Grace is submissive. She's not really shy. She's obviously shy with people she doesn't know, people she feels uncomfortable with. But when she knows you, not the case at all, right? And so, and the same thing, Desiree is a dominant, but Desiree is much more comfortable with being close to home and being a homebody and not necessarily being uh, completely brash and abrasive. Um, And so with these four characters, we get to spend time with them, which is awesome. We get to see, you know, characters from the, the series. We, you know, Hawk makes an appearance does he make an appearance in both books? Uh, he does. Because even though Cooper and Grace are in a different den, a satellite den, um, <clears throat> Cooper does talk to Hawk on their comms. Um, so we see in here Hawk. Um, we, you know, Cooper talks to Riaz over the, over the comm. Um, we still see like so many of the characters we've learned to love right obviously lucas we there's a brief moment because like desiree is from you know dark river whereas like felix is from snow dancer but not only do we get that but it helps us understand the nuances i think in the characters that we see in the main books right we have a better understanding of how dominance plays out um, amongst the wolf, you know, pack, amongst the leopard pack. So as we continue to read the series and we continue to spend time with these characters, we have an even broader understanding of what, of the variations, the differences of how these things sort of play out. 
when we hear about um the the flora or you know the greenhouses in snow dancer we'll know that felix had something to do with it um and so that just sort of enriches right the side changeling world and the the main books in a way that would be difficult to do if it w- if all of this was in the main books because then there would just be so much going on so this the novellas allow us to see other areas of the world without detracting from what's you know the main storyline but we're able to sort of take moments of time in other areas um which i absolutely like love and think is like amazing because again as i said at the beginning i'm a huge nalini singh fan and i like that um by like i said by doing that we get to really you know not get um frustrated in the main books that like oh really focuses on the main couple but now we're off like on this tangent like that doesn't happen um and in both collections um i believe it's is it wild and brave one of them does have like a novella from the past so we see tasman and nate when they first get together because when the series starts not only have they been together for quite some time, they have twins. But we get to see where they're st- where they started. Um, we just get to see different things that really um, brought not broaden, but like fill it, shade in so much of the world, like. I had this, like, crazy sort of thought that, like, with each character that we spend time with, um, the world around them, like, starts to glow a bit. Like, it's like where we go with this character and where they are is dark, but it starts to get lighter and brighter and we start to see the colors and we start to see that corner that they inhabit and we do that. And as we do that with more and more characters throughout books and novellas, the world itself gets bigger and brighter, clearer, more colorful, and you're better able to see it. Um, and I like that better than if you like gave me this brightly colored lit world and I was like, I don't know where to look. I don't know where to start. What's going on? I don't even know what this means or what, why it matters. It's more like, no, as I, as we delve into this area or that area, you learn and it, that, that bubble, that corner gets brighter and gets more clear. And in, in, and in showing us, you know, these different dominance um plays or not plays but these the differing levels of dominance in these characters and seeing how even because i'm sure uh that before these novellas i had the question of like well what happens when two characters aren't you know equal dominance or close in dominance like what like do they work things out like what does that mean and then nalini singh was like girl i got novella for you for that um, which I was like, yes, yes. Um, and so I really, yeah, I mean, as I always, I obviously enjoyed both of these. 
because their novellas are short and easy to read. They don't take up a lot of time. Um, but they're a comfort to read. Um, they're, you know, I finished reading them and I'm just like, ah, yes, this is delightful. I knew it would be delightful. So yeah, those, those were the two that I really was able to read this week. This week work was a lot. And so reading was hard because I literally, I think, averaged like nine to 10 hour days every day this week. So that kind of cut into my reading time. Boo. I'm hoping that this week that's coming will be a lot less. And like I said, um, next week's episode is definitely going to be Archangel's Sun and um i can't wait for you guys to listen to what i have to say about that um oh before i go because i was like wait there was something else um i'm terrible at bingo cards um i was all like fall brown bingo and then like did i complete it noob um but i tried so I'm going to try again. There are two bingo cards that I'm excited about. There's Jingle Books, um, hashtag literally Jingle Books. And that was just for the months of December. It's about like Christmas related books. Um, and I'm very excited to, I, I'm, I think, I think I can fill that one. So I'm going to try really, really hard. And then the other one is Snow in Love. Um, and that one I have until the end of February, so I have a bit more time. Um, so I'm also going to try to be better about, like, reading for those prompts, but also, like, filling out the bingo card. Because um, sometimes I'm just like, all right, oops, my bad. Um, but yeah, hashtag Jingle Books and hashtag Snow and Love Bingo. Those are the two bingo cards I'm going to be attempting. Um, I've got highlight circles up on my Instagram. Let's let's see what I do. Um, so yeah, that's all I've got for you guys this week. I know it's a short week, but like I said, life, real life decided to be annoying and be difficult. How dare it? Um, I'm still waiting for like a magical amount of money to float on down from the sky into my bank account so that I can like not work but until that day comes um I still gotta you know pay some bills sadly um but yeah that's all I've got for you guys oh gratitude latitude (laughs) I'm crazy um let's see what are things I am grateful for this week so I believe it was crates or was it fake crates <sighs> i don't remember because i'm a terrible person um you're probably like okay you're being extreme anyway i got a mermaid tail blanket that's right mermaid tail blanket you're probably like girl what fake crate there it is so fake crate archives had a um sale and i ordered a blue knit mermaid tail blanket because it was so cheap but i did this back in june so when the blanket showed up it was summertime and it was hot 
so I could not use said blanket. Well, guys, it is now not summertime and it is cold and it is absolute perfection. I am so thankful that I was able to get this blanket. It is beautiful and it is so comfy. I like tuck my feet in there while I'm working. Keeps my feetsies warm, keeps my legs warm, and it is, you know, absolutely wonderful. So thank you, Fake Crate Archives, for having that sale because, oh my goodness, it was absolutely wonderful. Um, and then the next thing that I could say that I am grateful for, so... I, um, ooh, sorry, had a brain fart, (laughs) but, uh, wow, had a complete, anyway, guys, sorry, I feel like my brain is like, you know, being weird. My friend was talking about The Ordinary, which is like a skincare line, and we were able to go to their November sale, And I've been using the products and everything has been so nice on my skin. And I'm not a big skincare person. Like I just, like I usually just buy whatever's on sale at the drugstore to wash my face. And moisturizers, like random things I find at Marshall's in their skincare section that are cheap. Like I usually cap myself at around like $8. Like I literally am like expensive skincare, no girl. But the stuff from The Ordinary has been fantastic. I've been loving it. And I just like, because obviously it's wintertime, so everything is drier. And it has been keeping me, you know, not dry, which I love. Um, And I'm really thankful that my friend like mentioned it because I'd heard about them, obviously. And I've been like, I should go, but hadn't gone because, you know, life and, you know, and now pandemic. But we went and the store was like really, you know, they were really good. It was like four people at a time. The staff was really helpful, really nice. And the products, guys, the ordinary, definitely worth, I mean, and inexpensive, like ridiculously inexpensive, like beyond pleased with everything I got. And I guess the last thing that I am, you know, very grateful for um I get to work from home and I get to do what I have to do from a laptop in my house and my company we had talked about you know holiday products or holiday holiday gift for the staff and so I suggested um well I suggested two things a lounge set because we're all working from home or a blanket My boss did insist on branding. So I said, I'm not trying to wear clothing that has our company logo on it because it grows, but I'll take a blanket. And so we went with a fleece throw from Land's End with the logo. And guys, it is the perfect thing to cuddle up with. Like once I'm, you know, reading a book. Again, I only read two novellas, but I, you know cuddled up with that and my you know mermaid tail blanket like it's weird you might be like wow two of the things you're grateful for the speaker blankets yes because it's cold now and being warm and fuzzy and cozy is amazing and I love it oh and if you're considering like 
business gifts. Lands End Business, the fleece throw blankets, absolutely wonderful. Like, it's a good weight. It's not a heavy fleece. It's a light fleece. So it would it's probably good for a longer period of time. It's not cloying. It's, I, you know, obviously washed it. It didn't shrink. It didn't. Absolutely wonderful. So yeah, I'm also grateful. I'm grateful that like they listened to me and got a blanket and then got such a good one. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yay because they could have like got some like cheap nasty shit and i would have been like pero por qué but they didn't they did not so yeah that is all for this week thank you so much for listening if you guys have any um romance novels that you think i should read um we got an episode next week and then um I'm going to probably take a week to plan out season two. I, oh, I almost forgot. I really want to do at least one episode a month in season two uh, on one, two or more category romances. Um, I saw on the Twitters people talking about what about the category romance podcast? I don't know what that would look like, but I definitely started reading category romance. I don't know how long ago. I still do. Um, and so I definitely plan to dedicate some time to that. And so I would love for people to tell me, you know, their favorite category romance authors, books, tropes, you know, favorite category lines all of that. So yes, thank you for listening. I will talk to you guys next week. Take care. Drink water because girl, it is dry out here. Oh, I'm getting a humidifier because I can't handle it. Um, And be kind to yourselves because sometimes we're a little too harsh on ourselves. So be kind to yourself. All right, guys. Until next time.